This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. happened a couple of weeks ago but i still think it's something that we should talk about since we are a dating podcast okay okay um but did you guys hear that um tinder partnered with noonlight partnered with who noonlight so noonlight is this app it's like this app that was created a few years ago where you can like trigger emergency services or you can like link it so people can like i think it has like tracking and stuff available too so that's and, incredible. And yeah. And it can trigger like emergency alarms. So Tinder partnered with them. So now you can get the Noonlight badge on your like on your profile uh-huh. so that people know that it's hooked up and like connected to your profile. So nice. if there's a creep out there who's like intending on doing something bad, it could possibly Maybe dissuade them. Dissuade them. Yeah. It's like having the the sticker. The ADT on- or ADT. whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it can also share when, where, and who you're meeting, like in real time, like via its like timeline feature. It gives you like a you guys timeline. Would have loved yes, that. yes. <laughs> and again, it can also like discreetly trigger emergency services. That's so awesome. it's like connected to your Tinder now. So I wanted to nice. just give like a shout out to that. So anybody who's currently on the apps and like doing that shit, because you can really never be safe enough. Well, I, well done, Tinder. I actually, yeah. I really, I really dig that. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I agree. love it. I actually. I mean, if I'm honest, I got way more creeps on Bumble and the creepiest of creeps on Hinge. Really? Isn't Bumble the one where you have to make the first move? Yeah. Yeah. Why are they on there? Exactly. You know why? It's because the people who are on Bumble, the dudes on Bumble are like hashtag nice guys. Oh, right. They're, so they're like, true. I'm they're like, I'm a feminist. They own like a wild feminist T-shirt. Like, I'm not oh. on Tinder. I'm on Bumble. Yeah. Yeah. The women I give... get to go first. Mm-hmm. But immediately after I'm going to be inappropriate. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to call them a cunt yeah. within five minutes of speaking <laughs> to them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, At least I waited five minutes. That's why I'm on Bumble. Yeah. Hashtag male feminist. Hashtag he for she. Yeah. My oh, top <laughs> Five worst dates were like the one was from Tinder. The rest were from Bumble. That is interesting. You know mm-hmm. what? I actually want to hear from our listeners. Like which which platform has been one most successful for you and which platform have you gotten the most creeps on? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. And it, it could be the way that I was playing it too, you know, because it took me a minute to figure out um exactly how it it worked for me and i ended up liking tinder because i felt like people let their freak flags fly on it people were generally who they were yeah, on tinder you, you for can me where it's it just like out speaking of things to fmk we we should fmk the <laughs> dating apps at some point <laughs> oh yeah i mean i i feel like totally. cassie you and i need more experience uh <laughs> really taking a close look because yeah i would have assumed bumble was okay like yeah. i would have thought it was better you right. know because i've yeah. never been on it did not like it whatsoever yeah. it was the worst yeah. and then the the timing thing too of it because like you have only that 24 hours like so you have to constantly be on it right. or pay for it because you're missing um 
matches because you match with somebody and then like they match with you you only have 24 hours to start Reply. a conversation otherwise I'm it's gone literally too lazy to date it's, i'm yep. too lazy to date it was a part-time job yeah. there's no it really yeah. was no thank you no thank you at all um all right so this is the other thing that also happened a couple of weeks ago but i feel like we just had so much to talk about because oh, I know. of the way that like our schedule had been um that we hadn't like caught up on things for a while but I can't believe we didn't talk about how Andy King oh, from that fucking fire festival oh. documentary is the new Evian water spokesperson. <laughs> wow. How I have we not it. talked about this? Love yet. it. So for we those of you talk about this in a real life, yet, yeah. which is wild. So for those yeah. of you who have been like living under a rock and didn't watch the fire festival documentary and also just don't internet because he's a meme all over the right. internet. Oh, this guy was like so dedicated to making fire festival work that he was prepared to suck dick to get Evian water onto that island. <laughs> For everybody. He was ready. He's like, I listerine mm-hmm. before I went yes. in. I got the mouthwash out, mm-hmm. which I'm like, that seems like an after um event yeah, but fine i mean for, like for those, yeah exactly i'm like i don't think you want to listerine before no. but, because like the guy's junk would probably burn is it gonna tingle mm-hmm. it's gonna tingle you know or is what that extra huh? <laughs> well Maybe. i heard Bonus. i used to hear like back I, they might still make these those like listerine strips oh yeah those like little rectangular yeah. like gelatin strips yeah and, and they dissolve in your tongue in middle school they said that like you could put that on your tongue and like give a blowjob and I was like I think that that would hurt I think if I was a dude don't you think it would hurt I need to know immediately I mean I definitely don't want your Listerine mouth on my no special parts I feel like <laughs> Grandma, my special part, my bathing suit area, my bathing suit area, dude. Because, oh my god, have you ever had somebody that had spicy food and went down there? Oh fuck no, no. absolutely not. What kind of monsters are you dating? (laughs) Well, I mean, I like a spicy meal, so I I get it exactly. You went out and you got out and we got Thai, (laughs) and you know, had a couple beers, and you know that uh, pad cu does not feel good on my get those hot chili flakes yeah i mean yeah there's something about like men thought like that really because sometimes and this is what i like about listerine okay i don't don't give me your like crest alcohol free Mm -mm. fucking like mouthwash i I I want it to hurt yeah Yeah. it needs to hurt so good that's how you know it's working exactly right science science I feel the same way. It's the same. It was the same rationale that I gave myself for wanting like boiling hot baths when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yes, I'm like Burn I want it to the... feel like it's burning off the germs. That's yep. right. Yes, that's yep. how you wash your dishes in exactly. boiling hot water. Yes, yes. burning off the germs. I and I feel the same <laughs> way about a listerine. You can get the fuck out with your like mm. painless mouthwash. No, I don't it give has a fuck to hurt. about that. But because it burns, I'm like, if you're what? What if your dick's not clean? Ooh. Ooh. It's like attaching itself to. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire my dick's on fire fire dick oh my god um, well but anyway mm. speaking of fire dick <laughs> yes, uh andy exactly. king <laughs> nice <laughs> nice segue um he is the new evian water spokesperson and i am really surprised because evian but of the waters i'm okay, like sure of the waters evian feels like the classy one. It yeah. used to right? be the classy one. Yeah. It used to be. Yeah. I feel like Evian is embracing its uh, McDonald's of water now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Because I remember Evian water when we were younger. You fancy. That was, yeah. you're drinking fancy mm-hmm. water. It ain't dick all now. Yeah. There is water that's like, honey. this is pH balanced okay. by Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> vagina. Whoa. <laughs> I-, I will say, I think Evian is a step above like, like, 
Arrowhead. Aquafina. Yeah, or like, Aquafina, which right? is like the Coke. Coke right, water. yeah, you've got Dasani, which is Pepsi. You've yeah. got mm-hmm. Aquafina, mm-hmm. which is Coke. Then you've got like Evian. Mm-hmm. Then above that, you've got like fucking Fiji. And Smart and Water. And Smart Water. Yeah. Right? Like, because mm-hmm. I'm a Smart Water gal. I am Smart That's Water what too. I'm picking if I have to it decide. It says Smart on it. And I'm like, yeah. The I'm shape smart. of the, butter, like, yeah, the, the, shape of the bottle feels efficient yes. to me. Yeah. I, like I don't it. like the squareness of the Fiji. Because I'm fuck like, am I going to put that? Exactly. That's a terrible design. It's I'll awful. never get Fiji. Yeah, yeah, and also I heard that it's just like it's not even like it's good. <laughs> like Fiji water is just like trash, but it like looks fancy. Also, reusable fancy. water bottles. Also, that honestly, honestly, like the fucking time. planet is going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, yes, time. our planet is imploding on itself. Yeah. so we could do that. But. Speaking of shit that we don't need. Oh, are you still? T- oh no, go ahead. Um, did you guys see the thing about Erica Badu making <sighs> vagina? Yes, I did. But candles. here's here's the deal. Well, she's doing vagina scented perfume. Oh, that's right. The perfume Gwyneth Paltrow the candles, started right? this shit with her fucking candle. Have and you let guys me tell watched you, Goop Lab? I'm absolutely not going to watch no. that fucking show. No, no, Christina. No, Stop are you it. watching that show? Stop. I mean, why? It's a train wreck. Oh, I'm like, no. it's the same reason why you slow down with the car accident. You're like, let oh, me look at this. it. I the entitlement that it makes you feel when you're watching it. I'm like, I shouldn't be watching this. Like I, somebody that lives a little bit paycheck to paycheck. I I don't even have the money for my eyeballs to be watching the amount of just, you owe the money now. Exactly. Yeah. It is so entitled. It's so I, but that's all of goop. Goop is that. And that's how this fucking started. And to be honest, I almost think the Erica Badu thing is kind of like a joke based on the goop thing because I, I believe that Gwyneth Paltrow is serious and she thinks people do want a $75 candle, candle that smells like her vag. I don't understand what's happening <laughs> I, I, I am, You're like, everything I, in my life that I've learned thus far has not prepared me to deal no. with that information. I'm totally with you. I, my, this is not something I ever thought I'd have to deal with. I cannot compute. Yeah. Yeah, I but if anyone was going to do it, compute. it was going to be Gwyneth Paltrow. And to be honest, if you're going to make me, if, if I had to decide between something that smelled like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina and something that smelled like Erica Badu's vagina, I'll take fucking Erica yeah. Badu every day. I feel, cause I feel like it might be more like of a patchouli-esque Well, er- Erica Badu is like, like a fucking sorceress yeah. and i'm like i'll take your magical Le- vagina legitimately she is, she is. so she I- i'm sure that her vagina perfume actually like casts spells it on does. people yeah i mean for it sure. changes people yeah so i i actually i am kind of curious i'm like does it like I'm just curious to know well, what look that at smells like or what you think the it smells dudes like. she's with like it's like the yep. second she's with them yep. they like become better human beings that's right yeah <laughs> yeah you know right. what i mean so i'm just like there's you're like a, a magical human. I'm yeah. sure she so, has a magic vagina. I'm positive of it. I'm sure it smells like sandalwood. And I yes, love sandalwood. You're right. Yes. Like, like I said, though, like, oh, yeah, you're right. Sandalwood over patchouli. <sighs> what do you love. think Goop's poop shoot smells uh, like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't smell like her ass. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. It's going to have like some kind of vanilla it's scent. It's bland. Oh, it's, it is it vanilla. It is bland and it? clean. And you know what? This isn't even a... Bland a, and clean. This isn't even I like I want it a, to be clean. I mean, <laughs> I clean linen. Clean. clean is boring. Yeah, Ew. no. You know what it smells like? It's And this is no shade because I will watch an episode of Fixer Upper any day. But like, it probably smells like those magnolia, that, those magnolia mm. candles that you can get from Target. <laughs> yes. That like Chip and Joanna Gaines make. Yes. And it's like lap. <laughs> it's the whitest candle yes. you've ever smelled. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And it costs 75 yeah, like a light note of jasmine. Fucking dollars. <laughs> yes. You know, it's probably even lavender. It's like going to put you to oh, sleep. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. See, I was I was just going to say if I if I was going to make my own vagina scented candle, I do believe it would have hints of lavender. Oh, I love it. lavender. Like I'm just la- saying or rose. Lavender makes you sleepy and rose reminds me of an old lady. Okay, just kidding. I'm it's sorry. Lavender. <laughs> Ow. It is true. Mine, mine would definitely have hints of, of sandal wood. It okay. would definitely be like a like an like an herb, Earth, it, but earthy, earthy but not, but earthy, but not like a mushroom. Mm. Yes, yes, because <laughs> there's there's earthy, mushroom, not moldy. There's mushroom earthy, and then there's sandalwood earthy, and they're very Correct. different smells. Very okay, it doesn't different. smell like beet salad. Yes. <laughs> No, my vagina. I am putting this out here on the podcast. My vagina definitely does not smell like beet salad. Oh, no. Are you sure? I'm positive. I will have testimony to you by the end of the week. Oh, God. (laughs) Country apple vagina. Oh, my God. Bath and Body Works. Mm. You guys remember? What was your bath and body? No. Plumeria. No. What was your Bath and Body scent? I think I I really have to probably go Country Apple. I really loved Country Apple. Mine was not, I was um was I, a pear one. Mine was either I was a sweet pea blossom ass bitch. Yep. Or the like cucumber. Oh, I was cucumber melon. 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 Yes, the cucumber yes. melon mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. uh, that's that was really the one that like if I had to decide mm. and everyone had that like body mist. It was yes. mist. It wasn't perfume. It was like I some was kind Maria of for a minute though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I started out as sweet pea, um, and I think it's because my my friend shout out Sienna did the sweet pea, mm. and then like whenever I really started getting into my own, I was like, no, I think I'm a. I think I'm a cucumber melon. They're gone. Sweet peas right? my birthday. No, I I just was there. I've been oh, I've been to like Beverly Center and like Westfield or whatever. I feel like I haven't seen one in forever. Never. This is a body no. shop, but I don't see Bath and no, Body anymore. It, this uh mall over here uh by us, over by Cassie and I, it has a Bath and Body Works in it. And I was just there because I used the same like Christmas tree, since I have a fake tree, I mm-hmm. use the same like fur balsam fur scented candle every ah, year until it yep. runs out yeah and it ran out this year and i knew that bath and body works every year after christmas oh, they yeah. have like a massive sale so massive. we went like the day after christmas and <laughs> bought a new candle nice so uh, yeah bath and body works is the shit i still stand by Dude, stand by it your seventh grade mall and it had the bath and body Claire's. Yep. Claire's. Hot topic. Yeah. Yes. What was the store? The 579? 579. Yes. Rave. Do you remember yes. Rave? Wait, Debs? Do you guys remember Debs? Debs? I was about to say oh Debs. Oh my God. Yes. That's where you would yes. get your homecoming dress, girl. Guys, <laughs> how fucking like weird is 579? Because yes. like I that. 579. But it was had the, no clothes over size nine. But that was, for me at that time, it was the only place I could find a double zero. And there was nothing. There were no stores that carried like zeros or double zeros. Yeah, but that's why it doesn't exist. That's anymore. why it doesn't exist yeah. because you can't have a show. Uh, I mean, a store that's like nobody oversized nine. No, I yeah. get it. No, I get it. But 
yeah at being the time, at the opposite end of it like it literally there was no place that i could buy pants because there was no place that sold double five, zero seven, so nine. i always liked five seven nine and deb's also had every like april or may mm. also had the most 2000s prom dresses yes. oh yeah ever oh. seen it was oh, all yes. like shiny satin yep mm-hmm. a lot of oranges and greens mm-hmm. like there was a time in the, in the early 2000s that were like why is lime green like shiny lime green yes. yep frosty lime green why is that the color we're all going for <laughs> i almost Girl. picked a dress for my prom i'm so glad i didn't do this or am i because it would have been a great you know, story, but I almost picked a dress for prom that literally looked like one of those pink Wrigley gum packages. Oh, wow. Like it was like that shiny yep. hot pink mm-hmm. where it was like frosty, shiny, oh. hot pink. Wow. And, and it, it looked like that. I, I, uh, amazing. What a time. And I also had ruching all the way up the butt. Oh, girl. I, I just remember getting dropped off to yeah. walk around the mall and just like, that was just the shit. Yeah. Stealing nail polishes so- from claire's <laughs> and earrings <laughs> yeah. and everything wow man i i remember the cut at the time was like the it would come up what's that it's like strapless but it, it's like kind of square the, uh, yeah yeah, yeah, that yeah. Halter. and then it's a strap like a halter yeah. and then it like came to like a strappy mm-hmm. and then it was strappy in the back yes it had like a yeah. corset straps in the back yeah. kind of but the, it was like looser than a corset i know what you're saying mm-hmm. exactly everybody yes. wore that dress mm-hmm. and there was unnecessary like beating and stuff too and yeah and you had you had clips. the rose like the twist row hairstyle with butterfly yep. clips and then um if you were real lucky you could get the spikies yes, yes. spiky hair spikies also do you guys remember super thin eyebrows do you remember <laughs> such frosty eyelids frosty lips and do you remember the um the things that you would put mm-hmm. on your bun like Claire's like had a, hair. to make it look like you had spiky things hair. around. Yes. 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 Yeah. Claire's had yeah. it in like every color. And I'm like, that didn't look good because no. no one had lime green hair, but we would buy the spiky. Yes. And also as a curly haired girl yes. wearing those, was nobody was not like, a oh, good idea. look at her. She colored her hair green. Ridiculous. It was like my hair was curly. And then there was just like spikes. spikes. Spikes or curls, because you could also get the bun ones yep. that had the curls on them. Oh, wow. God. What a time to be alive, you guys. <laughs> the journey. What a time. Yes. Mm. Okay. We have got to talk about uh, Robert Pattinson oh, yeah. has yes. recently been declared. And I mean, he was declared this by like a Dr. Julian De Silva, who's a plastic surgeon. So take this for what it's worth. Uh, he was declared the most handsome man in the world according to math according to the greek golden ratio yeah okay i i don't i i mean i think he's fine looking i think he's fine he's fine looking looking. so he was found to be 92.15 percent accurate according to the greek uh, ratio of beauty it was higher than that no 92.1 it's the females that scored higher duh and this was (laughs) against like a bunch of other like male celebrities so um Henry Cavill was second with 91.08. Bradley Cooper was third with 91.08. Uh, Brad Pitt was fourth with 90.51. He's so and good loser. George Clooney um, was fifth. Um, first of all, can we address that they're all white guys? Mm-hmm. They're all white guys. I think that, and that's why I'm just like, okay. does, did this need to be printed? Because the Greek golden ratio of beauty, I believe it was something it has that nothing. like... It, it's the ratio of... Retu- it's, it's like... Uh, 
your eyes to your to your nose, your nose to your mouth. Like it, it's like and yeah, symmetry. but they're yeah, they're completely symmetry. they're completely based on European standards of beauty, right? Yeah. So it's subjective already, yeah. right? Um, and look, I think that they're all good looking people, but nobody's going to convince me that Bradley Cooper is hotter than Brad Pitt. No, <laughs> like ever. No, sir, <laughs> ever. You can take that math back to your Texas instrument, redo <laughs> it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's I right. want to graph it out because I, do, I don't believe it. I do think <laughs> nice that try. he's good looking. I think that um, Robert Pattinson's a good looking guy, yeah. but do I think that he is? He's not the cuter best than Brad Pitt. Looking Sorry. person no. in the world. Yeah. And even though I, I'm not the and biggest. Where's Tom Cruise on your list? I don't even hear him. What the hell? Even though I'm not the biggest Henry Cavill fan, I would say that like that man's like his features are i mean he looks like a robot he perfect. does look, he looks yeah, very symmetrical yeah, yeah i see i see that that yeah. makes sense to me actually right it yeah. does it's symmetry you see he looks like a god chiseled out of yeah kind of shit yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't make him attractive to me necessarily though. and maybe That's the thing. maybe it's because robert pattinson like carries himself as though he's just rolled out of bed like every yeah. day that like i'm just like i don't i don't, I don't like it. that energy <laughs> i'm not attracted to that energy i want you to like excited go-getter like energy yeah and that that whole like slacker energy doesn't turn me on but I, I do like his work i think that i like his movies i like that i like that both him and um Daniel Radcliffe after Harry Potter they were like we're just gonna do weird shit now they're like <laughs> because because Elijah Wood too yeah like, they're like, he we're does just like gonna weird do weird shit too. because yeah. we don't because like that though Robert, we don't need I to love work that. I like it I love that because Robert Pattinson did fucking Twilight and he was in Harry Potter and then he was just like you know what I don't need the money I'm Mm-mm. just gonna do, I'm gonna do the weird art shit that I want to do and I'm like I like that Here's the thing that I just want to point out. Um, I like how high and mighty my ass is today because I took a shower. So I'm like, whoa, let <laughs> me like, tell my you how I feel about actually you clean. and your proportionate face. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I know. Here's me like talking, talking shit about his like rolled out of bed energy. And I'm just like, <laughs> do you know, I, I put my concealer on over yesterday's Ooh. mascara that had transferred to my lower lid today. That's what I did. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about that. Mm. Well, this is, by the way, my worst date. I'm Christina. I'm Keegan. I'm Cassie. And we also have some new patrons we do. to shout out. Uh, I want to give a heads up to our boy, Jay Gossett. Yeah. Thank you so much. He's been a part of the Worsty fam for a while now. And um, for becoming a Patreon, we are so, so grateful and just so happy to have you as part of our crew. Yeah, I love seeing you on Facebook. It's such a joy. I love when these people that like we inter- that we get to interact with these people on multiple levels and mm-hmm. um, connect multiple, with them. Multiple, multiple. Layers, yeah. layers, layers. <laughs> and then we also have... We have... Biscetta? Bus- yes. Buschetta? Buschetta. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Buschetta. I want to say Buschetta. What's up, D? Thank you so, so much for joining our, our club. And we are so grateful. And yeah, we, we just thank you. And hey, now is a great time to join Patreon. We've got tons of like merch stuff. You get lots of bonus content. Um, and we're we constantly- just recorded a uh, Crazy in Love movie, which will be available for all of our five and uppers yeah. on Patreon. You get to hear us do a play by play of Jennifer Lopez's Enough. enough. And oh. I mean, come on. Yes. That alone is worth it. Was it, enough? <laughs> it was more than it enough was at two plenty. hours. It clocked in at more than enough. Yes. <laughs> this is plenty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think for Fuck Mary Kill, I think. 
okay, I know it's not on our board. Okay. Of ones that we've been given, but that's what I was saying. Because I, I told you guys, like, I was like, I think I have a fuck Mary Kill that's not on our yeah. we keep a board of like things that people have suggested or like ideas we've had. Okay. Um, but then whenever I was looking at this, I was like, you know what? Let's fuck Mary Kill the top three uh apparently most handsome men in the world, according to the golden ratio. Oh Lord. That is okay, tough. So Robert Pattinson. It's Robert yeah. Pattinson, it's Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. and it's Bradley Cooper. Mm. <sighs> what a wild I know. It's kind of a weird mix, actually. Bradley Cooper seems like, which one of these is not like the others, right? Like, I'm just like, he doesn't seem... I think I have the hot take on here. I think he's, look, I don't think he's unattractive. I just think comparing him, just looking at his features next to the other two. It doesn't feel like the hottest guy. Right. I mean, he's very good looking. He's good looking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great eyes. Beautiful eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I know what I'm going to do. I think I have a hot take here. Go go for it. Go for I, it. I am really okay. marinating over okay. here. I think I know what I'm going to do. But all right. I think that this is what I think I'm going to do. <clears throat> I think. Well, first, the easy one out of the way. I'm I'm going to kill Henry Cavill. Mm. OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like he is a little too chiseled he's to boring the gods. to me and that's that was I, I think he's boring like yeah. he's so he's one of those guys that i'm just like if you weren't that good looking i don't think you would be famous yeah. like you know what here's what it is if we're gonna go with a man who kind of looks like that i'll take a, a matt bomber yeah right Matt yeah. Bomber's interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and looks similar yeah. to yeah. Henry Cavill, right? Yeah. So Henry Cavill, there's just like nothing about him. And then he made those comments, which I think I've talked about on this podcast before, where he like made comments to Esquire or something when they interviewed him. And he was like, oh, after all this Me Too stuff, I just don't even know how am I even supposed to talk oh. to a woman without feeling like okay. I'm going to be accused of sexual assault. And I'm like, Boy, okay, uh, bye. Okay. If you don't know... You better ask somebody. (laughs) You could ask her. She's literally right there. Just ask her. Yeah. yeah, So I think I I feel strong about that. Yeah. Fair. Um, Can I I say I really do like the name Henry, though? It could make a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I don't like the last name Cavill. Cassie Cavill. Oh, that one. um, It's ruined right away. Yeah, Keegan, Keegan Cavill, Cavill sounds like a that that sounds like I'm supposed to be like a, a book character. Yeah, you Christina know. Cavill. That's actually not, as not bad. that bad. It's not, not as, as bad. bad, but no. all the alliteration is. I don't He's know. the one though that they did the mustache thing, right? He played super. Okay, I did love him with a mustache, and <laughs> really? I did love yeah. him as the bad guy in Mission Impossible. Well, you know I what? He was really he's, good in he's that. got a strong jaw, which yeah. I think you need to pull out to carry a mustache. Yeah, he's. I gotta yeah. be honest. I did not. I've never thought he's good looking, but I liked him a lot in that movie with the hmm. mustache for some reason. And I'm not like somebody who's like mm, mustache. <laughs> mm. Ooh, yeah, yeah, sign me up no. for that, Magnum. That um, is that is a tough accessory yeah, to pull off is. on your face. No, you got to be it's, Tom Selleck, and again, it's because yeah. like he's got a jaw. Yeah, yeah, like a, a good strong you job. Gotta have that mm-hmm. strong, yeah, yeah. Because Robert Pattinson has done a mustache, and I'm like, no, sir, no, sir. <laughs> See, no. Huh? Okay, here we go. All right, so I think, I think I'm going to marry Robert Pattinson, and here's why. Oh, God, I think we're on the same. I think we're page. on the same page. Here's I feel the honestly, same way. <laughs> I don't think I can marry Bradley Cooper. There's something about yeah. him that seems fake, slimy. Yeah. There's something a little slimy. Slimy to me. For me. To me, it, I, I think okay. But here's the thing with Bradley Cooper for me. I think I was at maybe an impressionable age whenever <laughs> I saw him, and I think it was maybe when he first started dating Irina or whatever her name is. But she was like 18, 
and he was like Ooh. in his mid thirties or whatever, and he was reading Lolita on the beach with her, okay. and I was I like, like I'm grossed out. That's disgusting. And it's it's held strong in my brain. I mean, he's cute, and I'm still gonna fuck oh, yeah. him. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking brain for sure. I don't feel he's the marrying kind. I don't feel like I could trust him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I know don't what? Even think it's that. I don't even think it's that. I feel like I could trust him. I think he is going to be a decent lay. I don't think he's going to try hard. Oh, he's not going to rock my world. I don't no. think. No, no. I'm going to be on top, and that's fine. That's why I like it anyway. Uh, and so, but I, I think I'm going to read Robert Pattinson because I feel I like he's going to be fun. He's fun. He's and fun. He's, he's weird. And he's weird. And I kind of like that he's weird. Yeah. Weird, weird guys do weird things in bed. Amen. And that's fun. And, and I he feel was like with, he doesn't realize that he's that good looking. He was with FKA Twigs. Are they still together? Uh, no. No, but, but, I, so like, but I like that they were together. It exactly. makes me think that like yep. he's, he's an good interesting in person. And interesting because mm-hmm. yeah, he has she good wouldn't... taste in music. Mm-hmm. And I bet he's got a big dick. Oh, yeah. But he's definitely the least lazy out of the three of them. He's going to do the most fun I agree. stuff. I think yeah. the most. I think, I think you're right. I think he's got the biggest one out of all, all of them. I'm willing to put a put a bet on that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Me too. In fact, you, get, you know what, guys? Prove us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. These are dick pics we will actually allow. Exactly. I, I'll open hey, my Henry. inbox for those dick pics. Go Henry, ahead. Mm-hmm. You've got your approval. <laughs> That's what consent sounds like, dude. That's me. <laughs> we will not sue. Exactly. I promise. <laughs> you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Yeah. Okay. ¿Necesitas limpia parabrisas? Los profesionales en autopartes de O'Reilly Auto Parts te pueden ayudar a encontrar opciones específicas para tu vehículo y hasta te los pueden instalar gratis. Ahorra 10 dólares al comprar un par de limpia parabrisas Bosch Focus. Además, recibe puntos dobles o rewards. Visita hoy mismo O'Reilly Auto Parts. And we're back. Okay, so I'm going to start us off with stories today. And this is an email that we received. Uh, It says, hi, ladies. First off, I just want to say I love the podcast, even though it has caused me to remember some of my worst dates (laughs) that were previously blocked from my memory. (laughs) This is one of them. A little ba- a little backstory. I used to have a friend with benefits that I caught feelings for kind of early in our agreement. The feelings weren't mutual at the time, so I pushed them aside because the sex was great. Yeah. Our yeah, I girl get yeah. it. Been there, done that. Yep, yep. <laughs> our arrangement went on for almost a year, and we really were good friends that happened to sleep together. Later, he caught feelings, but by then I wasn't interested in that type of relationship with him anymore. For the sake of the story, we'll call him Frank. First of all, I feel like that's super common. It's like one person yes. has feelings, then they like move on, and then the other person's like, wait, <laughs> hold on. I know. I'm like, does this movie star that's um, right. Josh Hartnett? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and whoever else, some pretty girl. Uh, I feel Ra- like it would have been Rachel um, McAdams. <laughs> I was going to say well, the one from She's All That, Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook. Yes. Yeah. Josh Hartnett and Rachel Lee Cook mm-hmm. starred in <laughs> Friends with Benefits. <laughs> Although there was a Friends with Benefits yeah. movie that came out. Oh, there yeah. were two that came two. out back to back. It was That's No right. Strings. That's right. And with then Justin Friends. Timberlake. And then Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits. Ryan Reynolds. Was it? God, which one? I All I remember is that one had Mila Kunis and one had Natalie Portman. Yep. yep. <laughs> I don't remember who the dudes were. Uh, Jason Timberlake and Ryan Reynolds. Natalie Portman. Uh-huh. Oh, 
We were wrong. Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. There we go. No strings attached. There you go. Yeah. And then the other one was... That's Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. That's I'm fairly certain. Yeah, I think you're right. And yeah. That one was... Friends of Benefits. Friends of Benefits. Benefits. Yeah. That's right. Aren't you, aren't you glad you guys came in to wow. tune in for this? <laughs> wow. Yeah. One night, uh, so back to the story. Anyway, <laughs> one night when Frank and I were together, I told him that I was thinking about joining the military, but I didn't know if I could do it. We talked about it for a while and he convinced me that I would make a damn good Marine. He told me that I was one of the strongest, most determined people he knew and that if anyone could do it, I could. Oh, so I went to the recruiter's office and a few months later, I shipped out to boot camp. At this point, Frank and I were still friends, but no longer friends with benefits. Frank wrote me every week while I was in boot camp, sometimes multiple times a week. Oh, his letters really helped me push through the 13 weeks of hell I went through. He even came up with a genius way to sneak me a couple Snickers bars in one of the care packages he sent me. For that alone, I will be forever grateful. Understood. Oh, everybody needs a Frank. <laughs> when I came Maybe. home for now. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a worst date. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I came home on leave after boot camp, Frank wanted to take me out to dinner. I didn't have romantic feelings for Frank anymore, but like Keegan, I'm a people pleaser. Oh, I understand. I would have said yes to. Uh, Against my better judgment, I didn't want to lead Frank on, I decided to accept Frank's invitation to dinner. I mean, he's the reason I joined the Marines in the first place, and his letters and care packages helped me make it through boot camp mentally. I felt I owed him that much. I let him know that I would go to dinner with him as a friend, but not to expect anything afterwards. Frank picked me up from my house and took me to an upscale restaurant in town. Everything seemed to be going well. We were catching up, and it seemed like we had just picked up where we had left off uh, before I joined. We each had two martinis while waiting for our dinner, and Frank ordered another round as our food arrived. In the middle of our dinner, I realized Frank was hammered. He must have pre-gamed before he picked me up. Frank has been known to drink heavily, and two martinis weren't enough to get him to that point. He started rubbing my thighs and whispering in my ear about how much fun we used to have together, and he really wants it to be like it used to be. I told him that I didn't have those feelings for him anymore, and I didn't even know where I would be living in the next four years. By this time, we were done with dinner and our server brought Frank our check. He is stammering through his wallet to try and uh, to try and scrounge up enough money to pay for the bill. He looks at me and asks me if I could cover the rest of the check. Mind you, Frank had insisted that he treat me to dinner. He ordered all our rounds of martinis and told me to order the most expensive steak on the menu because I deserved it and we were celebrating. I had to cover over $60 and the tip. Oh. which if you're not expecting mm. like uh, if you're expecting it it's one thing right, right? like yeah. sometimes nights out are expensive you know you're gonna like treat yourself or whatever but if you go out and you're not expecting to have to pay mm-hmm. uh, it feels like such a especially you just got home from boot camp yeah. like yeah mm. yeah uh it was uh i was a little annoyed at this point because i wasn't expecting to have to pay for half of our dinner and frank wouldn't let off the moves he went in for a kiss and i leaned away this just pissed him off and he started yelling at me telling me how ungrateful i was because he wrote me and sent me care packages while i was in boot camp this is literally the definition of nice, nice guy, guy tm, TM. Oh. it's like exactly oh right. you're only doing nice things so you can get something back yes. that's not being 
nice. nice. You, no. That's not no. nice. No. And also, if that that's not an arrangement that both parties had agreed upon before. That's right. Exactly. It's unfair to expect someone to stick to terms that they didn't know. They didn't sign up for. That they didn't sign up for. That's exactly right. Ugh. I tried explaining to him again that I just wasn't ready to be in a committed relationship with anyone because I wasn't sure where the Marines were going to take me. At this point, I excused myself to go to the restroom. In the restroom, I called my dad to come pick me up because Frank was getting aggressive. He was drunk and there was no way I was going to let him drive me home. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dads, Dads love that, yep. too. Yes. I'm they've sorry. Been living, this is what they play this for. This is what yeah. they fucking play for. That's He's right. Like, Dude. He's like, you oh, have made your dad. Is so- <laughs> uh, I went out to the parking lot to which uh, and Frank followed me. He was yelling at me to get in the car so he could take me home. I told him my dad was going to come and get me and he really shouldn't drive. I, I offered my dad to pull up right now. Oh, dude, honest. And also those feelings when you're waiting to be picked up and you need to escape a bad situation, they feel like the longest. Like you're just oh. like, oh my God, get here, get here, get here. Oh my God. I'm like, literally, I'm like in her shoes right now and I'm like, I'm waiting up. for my dad to get out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what mm-hmm. is your dad going to do? I'm V excited. I offered to call him a taxi and he refused. He grabbed my arm and no, tried to sir. drag me over to his car. How scary is that, you guys? Oh, my God. We just watched I just Enough. Learned, I was, just, I I was just like, learned some moves from Enough. <laughs> and th- she's from the Marines, so yeah, I'm yeah, sure exactly. that she I'm could like, get herself moves. Yeah. out of this situation. Yeah. I shoved him off, and he stumbled backwards. Thankfully, my dad pulled up shortly after. Frank ran and hurried to his car and peeled out of the parking lot. Wow. Oh, my God. Lucky for him, because I think my dad was about to beat his ass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, my and he dad, knew it. Dad, That's why he dad. ran to the car. <laughs> Yes. Like watching a grown man like ugh, stumble up and run to the car and squeal off. Young ladies like and here's the thing. When I was younger, I was terrified to like call my mom or my dad if I was in trouble like oh, that. Totally. But literally legitimately 38 year old me is like parents fucking love that mm-hmm. people love to help you and like they love you they want to come and pick you up mm-hmm. they want you to be safe uh, yeah. and they want to beat the it's shit out of that piece of yeah. shit yeah. that's treating you badly and they want to help as a 29 year old woman i will say like if i was at home and i needed help with something my parents would be the first people i called oh like my yes. mom would be the first person i called i'd be like mom can you come get me oh i know i just <laughs> i i just love it i love that so much Every now and then, I still hear from Frank asking me how I'm doing and if I ever think about us being together. (laughs) No, literally never. I do not, Frank. (sighs) Like, I to me, it's that whole thing. It's like, it's so disappointing and disheartening and it would feel a little heartbreaking, you know, because sometimes it feels heartbreaking when a friendship breaks up. But it would feel heartbreaking to think that you had this very special, wonderful person in your life who was helping you get through a really difficult thing and then to find out that it was only because they wanted something out of you. Yeah. You know, like that's gross. It feels bad. And it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You up? I'm up. All right. All right. So I'm going to preface this long story (laughs) by telling you the actual title of it, because I think the title sounds hilarious. Okay. Wonderful. Called body glitter, a missing arm and an ambulance. (laughs) Whoa. So I'm so hoping I can't wait to get a taste. I, dude, I fucking hate body glitter so much. <laughs> I'm oh, excited. This message says, "Hey, you magical, beautiful, hilarious, and sweet unicorns." Oh, oh yeah, I love that. 
That's awesome. Let me start off by saying how much y'all make me. It's so hard for me to say y'all. That you hear that was like y'all. <laughs> how much y'all make me laugh, and how many looks I have gotten in public <laughs> while listening to this podcast due to me gasping, screaming, and cackling like a crazy person. I love it. I love it so much. She says, "Also, feel free to use my name. My name's Aaron. I'm 25 years old and recently got out of an eight-year relationship just about seven or eight months ago." Hoy. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah, exactly. That's tough. Yeah, it's a that's a long time to be with somebody. Yeah, especially when you're 25, because it yeah. means you guys got together so young. Yeah, it's your whole like yeah. adulthood, adulthood, yeah. early adulthood. Known. Mm-hmm. Seeing as I was just barely 17 when we entered into this previous relationship, I had not had very much experience in the dating world, and holy shit. It is an experience. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yep. I apologize if the story is long or rambling. Please, please feel free to edit. A little backstory about myself as I feel like it is pertinent to the following story. And let's be honest, got to have an outlet excuse for my less than stellar life choices. Oh, girl, no fucking judgment here. Yeah. Do Welcome you. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Uh, I have always struggled with my mental health and uh, and the breakup I went through was really was a blessing in disguise as it forced me to seek the help I have always needed and provided a lot of answers for me. I started seeing my amazing kick-ass therapist, shout out to you, Leanna, and was diagnosed with type one bipolar disorder through a lovely combination of consistent therapy medicine and introspection. My life has finally balanced out a bit, but boy, the few months after the breakup were a whirlwind of poor choices fueled by alcohol and drugs. Yes, I know alcohol is a drug, but come on. Um, we know what me. we know what you're yeah. saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Sex yeah. and a whole lot of body glitter. Yeah. Hell yeah. Listen, I love it. <laughs> She's like, I want to do all the poor choices. Did you get it from Bonnebel? Was it like roll on oh. glitter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And you put it on between your cleavage. I, oh, I loved yes. it. My favorite place was the collarbone, like yes. right yes. on the yes. collarbone. Yeah. I still put highlighter there. I'm Hell not yeah. going to lie. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say glitter. I was like. <laughs> no, no, highlighter, no, highlighter. but highlighter still, is like the the adult, adult version glitter. of body yeah. glitter. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Does the same thing. Yeah. Being new to the dating scene and dating apps, my friend suggested I downloaded bum I download Bumble as she found it less overwhelming than the other dating apps due to the women being the ones who pursue the conversation. Oh. We just talked about this. <laughs> I know. So I wander from window to window in my apartment trying to find the best light to take some bomb ass selfies in. Mm -hmm. Who hasn't been there? Girl. I have a few places in my apartment where I'm like, I know the lighting's good here. Yep. And I know it's good in here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And And like this, these are my selfie rooms. Yeah. This is my (laughs) selfie window. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Yeah, of course. Um, ba, 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 ba. and I know what the background's gonna look like in yeah. this one because mm-hmm. you exactly. got you can't have like that. Weird... Can't have a messy hamper yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have a messy hamper regardless because I am anal oh, retentive. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I'm Cassie, and I don't ever have a messy hamper. Yeah, no brag. I get it. <laughs> 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 Some things drive me crazy. What can you want? <laughs> um, ba, 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 ba. bomb my selfies in. Downloaded Bumble. Wrote a pretty generic bio, and I was officially part of the dating world. Lord, Lord help me. So I'm swiping and messaging and trying to come off like I know what I'm doing instead of being like, hey, 
So I haven't dated since I was 17, <laughs> just got out of a long-term relationship where we were planning to get married after he finished his last two years of school and have self-esteem issues due to him cheating and I'm bipolar. Here's pictures of my cat and guinea pig. <laughs> I want to date you, Would actually. swipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah would hashtag would, would definitely swipe. Yeah. yeah. What do your cats look like? I want to see them. <laughs> right? Actually. Yeah. I mean, I actually did end up sending pictures of my fur babies pretty soon into conversations, but... Everyone but I'm does. A pet mom can't help it. Yeah, Girl, same. My phone. Just if you picked up my phone and got, went through my pictures, you'd be all like, pictures of Chuck. Uh, at least a thousand pictures. Of yes, Chuck. yes, approximately, if not more. <laughs> um. Anyways, I came across this guy. He was pretty. Um. He was older than me, thirty nine years old, but he was handsome and had a great, well manicured beard, thick head of well manicured hair, and great green eyes. I mean. Sounds good so far. Mm-hmm. So him and I are chatting on the app for a week or so, then move to chatting through text. We decide to meet up a local public and busy hiking trail in my town. I make sure to tell a few friends where I am, where I'm going, his full first and last name, complete with a screenshot of his dating That's profile. Right. That's mm-hmm. right, girl. This Doing is how right. you do. And a picture of or two. Um, I maybe need a dating scene, but my paranoid ass sure as hell isn't going to get kidnapped and murdered without leaving some time. I mean, to like, to yeah. be honest, brave for even going hiking. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like straight. No, I'm not going. Hiking. Coffee. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't. You're not going to push me off this cliff. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, sir. I saw that dateline. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, that day I was dressed in a cute but laid back hiking outfit, my best leggings that make my ass look bomb, a cute ass str- or a cute little strappy tank top, baseball cap with my hair and the low pigtails. You know that, <laughs> you know that look where it's like, damn, this woman looks great and like she takes a real good care of herself. <laughs> but in that nonchalant, I'm not even trying type of way, even though I'm trying really hard. Yeah, took me four tries to get this pigtail hat thing to look just right. <laughs> Fucking know that so well. Look, anytime that I don't, anytime that I don't look like a garbage gremlin, just assume it took me a while to get there. Okay, you can be like, oh, she looks so fresh faced, like she woke up like that. I promise, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Never, zero times. Yep. Anyway, I pull into the parking lot where we plan to meet, meet up and spot the truck he drives, which he had described to me. So I park, adjust my hat, take one last quick look in the mirror, get out with my backpack full of water, snacks and a few beers. Yes, girl. I love started it. walking toward this man and noticed right away he brought his dog with him. Huge plus. Anyways, I'm pretty distracted by the dog and i'm walking up and i don't really give the dude a good look over i love I'm that all, yep. that would be me too i'm like oh my god the dog the i wouldn't dog even look at the guy <laughs> that's like, oh, why he in. brought the dog uh-huh. <laughs> like i want to distract you with how cute my fucking dog is and it would it work for work. me yeah I, look if ted bundy had come along and been like hey i have puppies in my vw bug i would have been like all right <laughs> i guess i'm getting guess kidnapped, guess like kidnapped. Them puppies yeah that's when I noticed he is missing an arm. Okay. Any okay. Okay. All right. We mm, now so listen. It's something that you just don't want to be surprised by. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've seen tons of fucking profiles actually with people that are missing appendages. 
no fucking shame, no worry, nothing but like prepared. that. But you know it. Like, so you don't go in for a fucking handshake and feel like an asshole. Right. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Well, and I also feel like he would want to tell people. Because he wouldn't think. want people to be like, yeah, prepared. He, he didn't want to have this moment that we're having right now. Right. Where it's like, surprise. Yeah. Exactly. Didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Again, one hundred percent. Like that's not an issue yeah. at all. That's yeah. not something that you should feel at all ashamed about. And it, it wouldn't be a deal breaker no. for me in any way. But it is something where it's just like you. Yeah, you don't want to be an asshole. You don't. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be the asshole, and you don't want to put the other person in that situation. Yeah, and where they feel say, like an asshole. No, normally this wouldn't even be something I would have taken aback by if I had known ahead of time. If not for all of his pictures showing him with both arms. So See, that's, oh, that's where it's strange is like it's yeah. because it's the same thing where we're like just prepare people for what they're about to see. Yeah. Like even if it's that they don't look Th- like their that pictures you're like anymore, five years older, if they're older 50 pounds heavier exactly. or lighter or whatever. Yes. It's just like. We've talked about it on this podcast. A present million yourself times. how you actually are. Look yeah. like your pictures. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So we hug and I pretend like there's nothing unusual about it at all, thinking that he'll dress it, like he'll bring it up. Um, most likely he didn't tell me because he's self-conscious about it and that's fine. fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Um, but he doesn't mention it at all. And I'm sure as hell not going to ask because I'm not really any of my business and it doesn't change who he is. But I still think like, you know, I mean, it's, it's kinda, unusual. It's kind of like wet guy. It's like, why are you wet? Why are you wet? Well, it's just like, and then you want to be like, oh, hey, by yeah, by the way, like, just, especially again, like the more, the more were... you don't say something, the more awkward it becomes. Yes. It becomes more and more awkward. Yeah, now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. Like it wouldn't, it have wouldn't have really been a thing. Been a thing. Now it's a thing. And now it's a thing because I'm with her. Like, I actually and get it. And you probably would have still gone on the date with the guy. Yeah, as, as much as I, as much as I believe you should look like your pictures and be honest and upfront and all that stuff, I also have this belief. I mean, we actually had this kind of conversation on the podcast where. Um, you know, a guy, a woman in our group was talking about a guy who had like lied about his age four years or something yeah. like that. He was four yeah. years older. And, um, uh, yes, I believe that people should be upfront, but also there's always this part of me that's like, but people are sensitive about certain things and maybe it's like, maybe it's something like that. And so I get where she's going, where she's saying like, mm-hmm. Maybe he was self-conscious yeah. about this thing. And that's what she said. She's like, I'm totally right. okay if that's if that was a thing. And but so like, it's it, fine. But then you need to like address yourself. it. Yeah. I, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. like present like a like some kind of explanation. Explanation. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. And like, oh, I haven't, haven't gotten around to changing those pictures yet. Or yeah. Or, like, like, or like, here's the thing. I if, don't if even I, know how you would. Yeah. Well, here's here's what it is. Like if I like broke my nose and I had to have a thing on my face, like a, a thing on my nose. Oh, the right? first thing I'd say to you. And even if you didn't want to say anything like right away, I would say something. I would be like, right. hey, <laughs> just, I, I know, like <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up <laughs> like so we could talk about it or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like it's fine. Anyway, we reach the summit and are sitting and eating and I start talk- taking stock of the other aspects of his appearance for the first time. This is when I notice he looks all sorts of disheveled and dirty. The well-groomed full beard that was in his pictures was now long and scraggly and his hair was also nothing like his pictures. Instead of a full head of styled hair, he had long, greasy hair and pretty noticeable bald spine. <laughs> we start sharing. Um, we start sharing about our lives a bit and I let him know that I'm 
out of a long-term relationship. And he shares with me that he went through a divorce a few years ago as well, or a few years ago. He starts spouting some shit about how he, how it's nice not really having to care what he looks like for his wife anymore oh. and how he can just really take care of himself. No. It's, it's not how it works. Like, cool, dude. But you're dating now. So like, yeah. anyways, he is sweet, but I'm not really feeling the spark as I'm pretty taken aback by how much different he looks in person compared to his pictures. I'm already planning on seeing him again or, or uh, on not seeing him again. Ooh, but then he mentions this music festival he's attending the next weekend and has some friends. Um, no, going. no. He goes on and on about massive brand new RV he just bought and how they have an extra ticket, lots of alcohol, weed and other drugs. So I'm like, uh, Sure. What the oh, hell not? No. Free ticket, free food, free dogs. <laughs> <laughs> She's I, like, you know, mm, fuck you're, it. You're in your 20s. Oh, man. So what you're supposed to, to do. the next weekend. And I'm once again, let my friends know where but I'm time going. out. I yeah. Know. I'm like, I thought you were paranoid. You can't get in an RV with this dude and a bunch of like I know. a bunch of his friends. But they are going to a festival. Uh, what that doesn't make it better (laughs) i don't know you she told her friends where she's going so it's fine oh man so he does pull up in a super nice rv which look okay 24 year old me would totally have done this i ain't gonna play i would love to be like super judgmental over here but i would done super fun actually (laughs) a hundred would be dangerous i would not have done this at 25 very fun Uh, so I was already an old lady at 25 on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> but listen to this place or listen to this uh, RV. It's amazingly nice. Gas fireplace, pull out deck, built in taps for kegs. Holy shit. I mean, I'm in this fucking RV already. Dude. I know. I'm, I'm like, like, sign me up. I want, I want to move into it. <laughs> Everything is awesome until I realize it's just him and I. I ask where his friends are. And he said that they were at different campsites and that he would meet up with them during some of the sets. And I said, Oh, I thought we were all going to be staying here and it's going to like be a big group thing. He goes, nope, it'll be just you and me. Oh, fuck you. Take me home. We're done here. Uh-uh. Are you telling me, Christina, that you would stay in this situation? Oh, I'm too polite to back out at God. 24. Dirty. Yeah. I think she's 20? 25. She says yeah, she's 25, 25, but like she's 25. He's 39. He's, he's wait, he's 39. 39. 39. I missed this. No, she's 25. He's 39. Scraggly, divorced, unkempt. Oh, there's a lot going on. No, that is a lot. I'm sorry. Lot. I'm not he staying in, that RV in an too, RV <gasps> with you. Is this RV his house? Even if it was, mm-hmm. okay, no judgment there because it sounds like a really nice RV. Yeah, and those sounds are expensive. nicer than my fucking apartment. To be honest, <laughs> true. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm no shade on the RV, but like, I'm not staying with this person I met once oh my God. in their RV when we're going to be on drugs and shit. Oh, Absolutely yeah. not. So <laughs> they are having fun partying up. Mm-hmm. Probably the drugs. Mm hmm. I'm pretty high and not really concerned because I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. We return back to the RV to grab some food, drink, smoke, and take some more drugs. Oh, to prepare for the evening shows. We go back and about 30 minutes into uh, uh, one of the three shows, I start feeling really lightheaded. My hearing is fading out and I'm going to tunnel vision. I grab dude's arm and I let him know I need to sit down. And then immediately after I utter those words, I pass the fuck out. Oh, right in the middle of danger, the crowd. Danger, danger, danger. I'm not really fully passed out, but I, but instead I can hear everything going on around me. Like 
I'm underwater but can't move or speak. So I get carried to the medical tent and the workers are trying to get some information from this dude about who I am, what happened, did I take anything, emergency contact, etc. This dude is really fucking nervous. States that he doesn't really know me, that me he met through a dating app and then he fucking leaves. Yep. Anyways, that doesn't make you call- look like super suspicious. No shit, right. dude. Workers call 911 and ambulance shows up. At this point, I can somewhat open my eyes and mumble a bit. I'm so embarrassed and it really it doesn't really help that the paramedics helping me are young and attractive while oh. they are taking my vitals. Of course they are. <laughs> oh, I'm able to give them a bit of information about myself and what happened. This is when the dude who left me shows back up again and he is losing his goddamn mind, giving the paramedics fake names and everything. He's telling the paramedics I'm fine, that he'll just take me back to the campsite so I can rest. One of the paramedics is getting pretty annoyed and pissed at him and basically tells him to fuck off and that I'm an adult and they can make decisions regarding my care. At this point, my vitals are coming back and well, a, and well, they are not good. Surprise. My blood pressure is clocking in at like 61. Ever. I had none of those. I, things. I don't know what that I'm means. Gonna, I'm going to skip all that stuff because none of these numbers make sense to me. So mm-hmm. we're going to say it's not good. My heart rate is sluggish. I'm cold and clammy despite having a slightly elevated temperature. Since I'm somewhat alert and can communicate a bit, the paramedics leave the decision up to me about being admitted to the hospital, but I, uh, but are strongly suggesting I go with them if only to get an IV set up with fluids. Well, I'm still extremely embarrassed and the dude is still losing his mind and he is pressuring me to just go back to the campsite with him. The paramedics finally grab the dude's arm and pull him away. However, at this point, I just want to be by myself. So I asked the paramedics to drop me off at the RV where I will just lay down, drink water, eat food. They reluctantly do so, making me sign a refusal of care waiver. So I get back. They're covering their ass. They're like, yeah. Well, I, and I get why she didn't want to go. Like we were just talking about how expensive hospitals are and stuff. And Mm -hmm. like that walk it off mentality of like, if I'm feeling remotely fine, then I I, just leave me alone so I can like, so like $5,000. Or whatever. Ambulance ride? Yeah. 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 But at the same time, I'm like, we just talked about calling your dad. Dude, call someone yes. to come get you. Call your dad. He like, wants to. Dad. He will drive to that fucking he festival. Would. He, he would. wants to do it. He wants right. to. Yes. Oh, do not, dad would do not go back hero here. to this RV. Mm. Anyway. He's giving uh, fake names. What kind of I fucking know, weirdo? weirdo? Oh, God. Only thing I can think is, thank God I'm so drugged and don't have to have sex with this dude. Anyway, morning comes. I pack up and leave. Literally never talk to this dude again, despite him texting me numerous times and me never responding. 39-year-old guy, by the way. Can we please, one more time? Ugh. Oh, my gosh. She got lucky. Ugh. She got lucky. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's one like lucky oh, ones. In the story by saying that after about two weeks of me not responding to this dude's almost daily text, he sends me a dick pic. The fuck, dude? Like, I wasn't responding before. Why would a pic of your nasty ass dick be any He's like, you know what? I know how I'm going to get her. (laughs) Wow. I like to blame it on the fact that I was in my manic phase during this time. But honestly, I just... I'm just a bit stupid and naive for trying to have fun. I am so, so sorry that this is so long. No. I seriously love y'all so much. And your podcast makes my entire or my life brighter and full of laughter. Keep doing Aww. what you're doing. Lots of love. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's the only thing I would say. Because I mean, dude, I, I fucking lived. And when I was her age, I lived in South Beach, Florida. And you don't yeah. think I got fucking stories just like that. Oh, yeah. I'm on a three-day fucking bender, yeah. dude. Full of the cocaine. Full, full of the cocaine. And, and, you know, 
sometimes those end as a dateline and sometimes there's something that we get to look back and laugh at and but yeah call our advice i think call call your dad yeah my my dad would drive to fucking south beach (laughs) would take him a minute yeah from ohio (laughs) but like (laughs) Yeah, your, yeah. Your, your dad wants, well, or call wants your to help you out. At this point, because like, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. she clearly let her friends know where she was and there was a reason for that. It just, oh man, we, I, I mean, we've all put ourselves into some wild situations. What I want to say is that just because you put yourself into a wild situation is no excuse for any behavior that follows. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, here's, here's the important. thing. I've put myself in, in situations and sometimes you want to keep it quiet because A, like, you it's a midwestern thing we don't want to put anyone out sure yeah i don't want to put anyone out you don't want to inconvenience and you also don't want to be judged but if you got ride or dies in your life they're gonna fucking help you first judgment free that's exactly right they'll help you first they might yell at you later you you might get yelled at and take it and take take it it because here's the yeah here's the thing whenever people who love you do that it's because they love you and they were scared you scared them they're worried about you Mm -hmm. um but yeah they're gonna come pick you up they're gonna take care of you they're gonna make sure you're all right first they're gonna let you sleep it off on their couch and then the next morning (laughs) they're gonna prepare you a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and they're gonna be like what the fuck can you come in and shut the door yes (laughs) exactly oh my god Oh, okay. We're glad you're ride. safe. That was a wild We're glad ride. you're safe. Yeah. Honestly, I was v worried for a moment. I was Me pretty too. worried. Me too. Ooh. In fact, this morning when we have a cup of coffee with you, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know what? Can you come over here, please? <laughs> come over and shut the door, please. Okay. This one we got submitted to us as well. It's called Worst Hookup But Best Girl Power Moment. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. We need this. Yes. She says, What's up, ladies? My name is Karina. And first off, just wanted to say I love your podcast <laughs> and got my roomie, who is a part of this story, addicted to. All names are cool to say on the pod. I love Yay! I love the persona love that you just put on right yeah. now. No, I your neck feel, was going. I feel so excited to read the story. Okay. I fucking wrote her as soon as this came into my my mailbox. And I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to read it on the next episode. So she says, <clears throat> so this happened during our freshman year of college during winter break. We were both home for the month and naturally swiping through Tinder in our hometowns to see if anyone knew was on. Love it if already. Anyone knew. Yeah. Great. She's like, oh, went to physics with that dude. That guy's, that guy's got a fish. Breath, He's yeah. holding a fish up. I don't want to date that dude. <laughs> oh my God. My friend Caitlin texts me saying she matched with this guy, Sean. Imagine tall, muscular baseball player with killer forearms and back muscles and that he had invited her over to his house because his parents were out of town. I love good back muscles. Mm. She obviously wasn't going to go to some rando, albeit hot dude's house by herself. So she says, can I bring my roommate too? And you can invite one of your friends over. And Sean says... Although sometimes not better. (laughs) Did we... Everyone, everyone who listened to the first episode of the podcast, yeah. do we remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah. I was the drag along to a worse date. It's not always okay. No. Sometimes it's just bad for both of you. <laughs> but at least, at least then you've like, you're in it with a friend. You're not like by yourself. But yeah. And Sean says he's down. I get a picture from Caitlin of his friend Derek, who's tall, dark, and handsome. I say, I'm down too. And Caitlin sends Sean a picture of me. Gotta make sure 
everyone's hot. You know how it goes. <laughs> Every, everybody yes, cool? I, We're all attra- you know attractive here? All great. Right, okay, right. great. Do we okay. want to trade these at all? <laughs> okay. Caitlin and I drive to Sean's house to meet up with the guys. We bring two bottles of wine and are ready for a night of drinking and probably hooking up. We end up playing various drinking games and we all got along really well. Overall, it was a good time so far. But at this point, there hasn't been a clear distinction of who's into who. Exactly. Oh, no. That's what I knew it was going to happen. I was like, you guys got to you guys got to decide <laughs> pretty early, early on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though we went in there with the idea that Caitlin was going to hook up with Sean and Derek and I were going to hook up. We looked at each other at one point, kind of giving a confused look like, who do you like? You want to switch? <laughs> Shrugs from both of us, seeing as they were both hot. The night starts to wind down. We're all decently shwasty. And Sean suggests we take the party into the living room and watch some shameless. Caitlin and I go into the living room first and say, okay, we're going to sit next to each other. And whoever sits down next to us oh. is the one we're going to bang. I think that's fucking hilarious. Oh, They're yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, They're just, both hot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Basically, we had an old-fashioned switcheroo, and Sean sits next to me, and Derek sits next to Caitlin. We look at each other like, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> not even 15 minutes into watching Shameless. Of course. That, you guys were never going to watch Shameless. I know. Let's not. <laughs> it was never happening. No, exactly. They've already seen that, that was episode. That was background, yeah. <laughs> background noise. <laughs> Sean already has his arm around me and tongue down my throat. He was not a good kisser. Oh, no, I you had. made the wrong choice. She, she taps her friend's like, she, I want to twist your Okay, can we switch? Can we switch back? She says, I should have seen this as foreshadowing. Oh, no. We finally decided to take everything to the bedrooms and get it on respectively. <laughs> as things start to get hot and heavy with Sean, I hear my phone going off with texts from Caitlin <gasps> saying she needs a condom. Safe sex rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl, yes. We meet in the bathroom and give her a condom. We both look at each other shocked about what the night turned into, laughed drunkenly, and hyped each other the fuck up. Oh, yeah, good friends. <laughs> We're basically excited to have sex not in a dorm twin-size bed for the first yes. time in a year. <laughs> I love this so much. So much girl power. As we're leaving our bathroom pep talk, we high five and go, "Okay, break!" and head off to our separate room. I love it. There's nothing better than girls in the bathroom. I mean, honestly, we are the best. Like hype, it's girls for each other. It's the best. Now is where things turn disappointing. Mm. I go back to Sean's room and I'm greeted with we're gonna fuck all night long baby. okay Three how old is he yes later. exactly <laughs> obviously i'm like all right yes finally he rips his clothes off rips mine off throws me onto the bed damn there was no attempt at any foreplay and he goes right to town wow. and he goes one two no and done <gasps> all night Oh. oh, this guy was a true two pump chump. Yeah. Usually I wouldn't shit on a guy for finishing quickly, but considering what he said, I was a little disappointed. I'm still sitting. There. Also, can we just say, like, if you know that, like, that's what's going to happen, like, foreplay is a must. Oh, yeah. yeah. Must. Yeah. Dude, you, you got to well, give her I'm that. fine with the two pump yeah. chump. If, yeah. like, other things have occurred. Other things are happening. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm cool with that. prepared for the two pumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're yeah. like, great. Yeah, make those two pumps real good. Yeah, exactly. I'm still sitting there confused. 
about what just barely <laughs> happened. And he takes off the condom, flings it across oh. the room. Oh, ew. Uh, the fuck out of here. Oh, and might I add, it's his parents' room. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then prompt- the disrespect. <laughs> I'm such an old lady. I'm like, the disrespect. But honestly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> call your dad (laughs) and then promptly rolls over and knocks the fuck out i'm still sitting there haven't even moved out of the position when this dude starts to rip the loudest (gasps) wettest bed shaking fart i've ever heard in his sleep she said wettest i heard it i heard it in my brain Oh, God. <laughs> Disappointing sex followed by the nastiest fart I've ever heard? Question oh, mark. God. <laughs> I've had enough at this point. It was probably 3 a.m. So I text Caitlin to see if she was done yet. Obviously, she wasn't. She responds 10 minutes later, and we quietly leave to get our stuff downstairs and dip. As we're going down the stairs, Sean wakes from his slumber oh, no. to ask, where are you going? You can stay. No. I kindly decline and he awkwardly gives me a slobbery kiss. Ew. As we're leaving, we swipe. I am disgusted, Sean. <laughs> From his parents' Whoa. bed. As we're leaving, we swipe the rolling papers off the kitchen counter. Basically, the only good thing I got out of that night. The random Tinder hookup sucked, but our girl power pep talk in the bathroom is a moment Caitlin and I talk about all the time because it was iconic. Uh, I hope this wasn't too long. Thanks I for making. Derek wasn't bad. I need to hear Caitlin. I mean, it side. seems okay. I mean, yeah, she I mean, she had ten extra minutes, so right. you know, so it was at least fifteen minutes, probably. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making an awesome podcast. I always look forward to a new episode to listen on my long drives to school. Oh, oh Sean, I love it. I'm disappointed in you, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know what? I, I I really feel like <sighs> this is why women should be honest about mm-hmm. how disappointing men are yep. because like that man is he probably made it into his mid-20s still thinking that he was good yeah. at sex <laughs> we all we all meet that one person though that doesn't that doesn't fake it like guy or girl who's yeah. just like can yeah, you do right. it like this you yeah. know what i mean like that's true i i was lucky to have a good tutor i i don't think i gave really good head until i met this this person who was like yeah y- you're like ripping it off. Oh shit! I, but I also I suck think too hard. <laughs> it's like the suction is too much. <laughs> I really like, need you to. You're you're at like a thirteen, and you can be at like a five, and we'll be fine. But yeah, I really you're like ripping it off. I think it depends too. Shout out to the some people like force, like yeah. a show of force. I like an aggressive. Yeah, I'm BJ. a go getter though. And yeah. I think you're motivated. I am. I was V motivated. Like, you were given a job and you're like, bitch. I also thought the harder I did it, the faster it would be over. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's That's science. fair. It's science. It's if science. I do it, if I suck it harder, it sucks to come out faster. That's right. So. <laughs> we get out of here sooner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm nothing if not efficient. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Look, if you can get it done before you get locked jaw, that's really ideal. Exactly. <laughs> so like some people just go forever and you're like, oh my God, no, wow. And those people don't get head from me because yeah. I am over it. Yeah. So shout you're out. You're bored. You're like mm. thinking over the last plot line from Bosch. Like you're like, I'm done. Bosch is so good. Shout out to all the teachers out there. Yeah. That's, we got it. We got to be honest. I hope Sean other. found a good one. Yeah. Someday because yike. <laughs> 
And you know what? You know what I picture? I picture that he forgot to pick up that condom and then his parents came Gross. home. Oh my and God. Then they his were mom like, like stepped on they it. They were like, Sean, come in here and shut the door, please. <laughs> 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 oh my god she slipped on it like a banana peel Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god cassie looks like she's gonna throw up job well done that's okay. how your mom broke her hip <laughs> <laughs> his dad's standing over him he's like i hope you f- are you proud of yourself you're happy with yourself your mom your mom has to have I hope you were two screws in her spine now because of you. <laughs> You're never going to amount to anything, Sean. <laughs> she's laying in the hospital bed and she's like 16 hours of painful labor. And this is what I get. <laughs> okay. I wish you were like your friend, Derek. <laughs> Everybody wishes. Such a nice boy. Everybody wishes that he was like his friend, Derek. Alrighty. Anyway, <laughs> that, lovely. So this crazy in love, man. For some reason, this one. I feel like I say this every time, but this one was like hard. Like I legit. I I usually well, do you my notes. Never heard of it. I so never heard I of know it. No, it's going to be random AF. I, I've never heard of it, and I keep a Excel document of potential like crazy in loves. Every time I think of one, I add I to it. it. Mm-hmm. So I was going through that list and I was, I started research on like three of them. Like I have a Google doc and mm-hmm. I was like starting notes mm-hmm. and then I kept being like, nah, I'm just not like right. feeling it. I'm not motivated. And while I was doing research uh, for one of them on murder by gaslight, I stumbled across this one. Oh. So we're going to do this one instead. Yes. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you. I love you. that website. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And so I got most of my uh, stuff for this on Murder by Gaslight, Out History, and Murderpedia.com. Mm. Nice. Okay. So uh, Alice Mitchell, uh, she was born in 1872 in Memphis, Tennessee, and she was kind of an unusual young lady for the time people were like she likes sports she actually played like baseball and football she liked horseback riding she liked rifles she had sisters but she spent way more of her time hanging out with her little brother she was the joe yeah yeah she was like a tomboy Mm -hmm. and even then you know tomboys existed so people were just kind of like all right i mean I guess she's just one of those. Her mom kept trying to teach her how to like sew and crochet. And she's like, no, thank you, please. She just didn't (laughs) want to do it. So what they began to find like more worrisome than the fact that like she was a tomboy was that her family members, her extended family. So like when she'd come and hang out at Christmas or whatever, they were like, she's a little bit uh, indifferent and cold and kind of just like detached. She seemed like not very warm. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people were just like, I don't know. Fucking Alice is strange. We're just going to avoid her at Thanksgiving dinner. She's really mean. (laughs) 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 So in Murderpedia, uh, this is what it said. This is a direct quote. She had no intimates or child sweethearts among the boys. And when approaching womanhood after she was grown, she had no bows and took no pleasure in the society of young men. She was sometimes rude and always indifferent to young men. She was regarded as mentally wrong by young men wow. toward whom she had thus acted, which I think is the funniest. They're like, oh, she doesn't want my dick. She's crazy. <laughs> like, wow. She must be 
insane. Oh my God. Meanwhile, oh. Alice is like, I'm bored. I'm so bored. You guys are so boring. Thanks, yes. Sean. Okay. So it's. <laughs> Poor Sean's. I know, honey. <laughs> not, not all Sean's. Hashtag. Um, so it's unclear exactly when Alice met Frida Ward, but from what I've read, Alice was probably around like 17 at the time and Frida was probably around 15. Uh, and they met at the Higby School for Girls in Memphis and the two were neighbors. They lived only a few doors down from each other and they developed this really quick uh intense and incredibly close friendship mm-hmm. and Frida Ward was described as more of a less of like a, a girly girl so while Alice was more of the tomboy Frida was kind of a girly girl she didn't care about um, sports uh, and she was just softer like she just mm-hmm. seemed that way and still the two were inseparable they spent as much time as possible together and while I was doing research for this like everything that I read really tried to emphasize how it really wasn't uncommon for girls in this time in like the late 1800s to form really close relationships where they would express their undying love for each other in letters and diaries and that it wasn't all that unusual to see girls like holding hands or kissing Um, it was considered to be um, this thing called the chumming they called they had a word for it Uh, and they would just assume that it was kind of like part of developing relationships and it was something that girls would grow out of as they got older. However, their relationship was much more than that. And while their affection for each other seemed to be mutual, Alice's love for Frida, who she called Fred, bordered on obsession. Uh, Alice claims that during this time, the two became lovers. And so when about a year into their relationship friendship, um, Frida's family moved to Gold Dust, which was about 80 miles away from Memphis. Alice became extremely distressed at this information. So they began writing each other constantly. And on more than one occasion, one or the other of them would make a trip to visit for weeks at a time, either in Gold Dust or back in Memphis. And whenever they were visiting each other, they would sleep in the same bed together, as you do. Like right. when you're teenage girls, like that's that's what you do. Yeah. Now, it does appear that this relationship was romantic on both sides, but it was also very clear that Frida was, or Alice was way more into Frida than the other way around. Mm-hmm. And Frida actually, back in Goldust, had two male suitors, a guy named uh, Harry and a guy named Ashley. And this was unsettling to Alice. And so during a visit in December of 1890, um, in which Frida had actually traveled to Memphis to stay a few weeks with Alice, Alice bought a bottle of laudanum with the intent of either killing herself or both of them. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Wow. So initially, it seems like Alice had planned on putting the laudanum on a cloth and covering Frida's mouth with it while she slept. But Frida woke up and was basically like, WTF. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> what are you I don't doing? Like this. Uh, and so she stayed up the rest of the night because she was like, I'm a little worried you might poison me. And so the next day, Alice locked the two of them in a storeroom and she showed Frida the vial of laudanum that was marked poison and she drank the entire contents in front of in front of Frida while they were locked in the storeroom. And she survived, but she was like super, super sick. Uh, you know, for a while while she recovered. Yeah. And she told Frida that she wanted to kill herself so that she, she wanted to kill herself so that Frida would be free to marry one of the boys that she was seeing so that she wouldn't feel like there was any kind of like 
she wouldn't be in the way. She'll just take herself out of contention. Oh, selfless. Yeah. How? <laughs> what a martyr. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when Frida went back home, you know, they continued to write letters to each other. And Alice wrote, you know, love letter after love letter. And Frida always replied to these letters. So in February of 1891, Alice started proposing marriage to Frida in her letters. She developed a plan that involved her dressing as a man and taking on the name Alvin J. Ward and that the two would move to St. Louis and they would live as husband and wife. Mm. And Alice proposed to Frida three times before Frida finally agreed to be her wife. So Alice was elated and she began saving up money to purchase a a ring. She saved $15. Does anyone want to take a stab at what that is in today's money? Because I definitely looked it up. Uh, $6,200. Oh, whoa. Not that much. No. (laughs) Uh, No, $423. But still, $15. (laughs) Four hundred and twenty-three dollars, fifteen dollars, yeah. And so she purchased a ring for that for that amount of money, and she had it inscribed from A to F. And she gave Frida uh, this ring as an engagement ring when she went to go visit the following June. So it was during this visit that Frida's sister Ada Volkmer began to kind of like side eye this relationship, it's like. Um, she's like, you guys are and shut the door. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You guys are a little close. I'm starting to feel a little uncomfy. This isn't chumming. That's not how we did it. That's not how we did it in my day. (laughs) No, no. Back in my day. But she remarked that their affection for each other was not only unusual, but she actually called it disgusting. She was like, you're, you guys are too close and it's gross. Okay, Judge Judy. Big wow. sisters. Yeah. Uh, and from that moment on, she kept like a very close eye on them and on their relationship. And it was also during this visit that the two began to flesh out their plan. And I can totally see this. You know, I re- remember being like teenagers and you're like staying up late and your parents are asleep and you mm-hmm. got your fucking like candle lit because right. it's fucking 1890 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're you're talking about like oh this is what we're gonna do these are the plans we're gonna make so they started fleshing out their plan and alice said that she was going to cut her hair short and wear men's clothing and frida uh would go by the name mrs aj ward and they intended to get married in memphis before taking the journey to st louis which seems like a bad idea yeah seems like people would get know. out of dodge yeah. first go, and then go, go to yeah and yeah. then do it and um, Alice intended to procure a mustache. And it's actually cute the way that they had like d- talked about it, where she said that she was going to get a mustache, but um, only if it suited Frida. Like if, if Frida Aww. was like, okay with it, she'd get yeah. a mustache. Uh, she was like, I don't know if I can pull off this. Do you I have a strong me. enough job? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that she would get the mustache and then she would go out into the world and attempt to get a job as a man to provide for Frida. Um, So it was uh, by this time, Frida was close to 17 and Ashley, who was one of her male suitors, had grown increasingly like fond of her. And Frida gave him one of her pictures, which you guys, Mm, that's 1890. That's serious as shit. Like pictures are expensive. I mean, you might as well be married. Yeah. It's not not like you just shot a selfie in your bathroom mirror. Okay. (laughs) Like you had to go sit for that. That's right. Um, Real still for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a fucking tin type. <laughs> so, they're heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're heavy. <laughs> so, Alice uh, catches wind of this. And so she very calmly reminds Frida that she's an engaged lady. 
and to cut it out. And so you can totally see that kind of like, like she's like, it's fine. I get it. I'm, I'm not, not mad at you. I'm not mad. I, I, I understand that we don't. It's the first time. It's okay. We don't live near each other. I understand. But just keep in mind. It's <laughs> really calm right now. <laughs> I'm not yelling. I'm totally okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, her face is, her neck is like red. There's like a vein in her <laughs> forehead. <laughs> She's like, Frida's like, Frida's like, why aren't, why aren't you blinking? <laughs> So uh, Frida agrees that she's like, okay, yes, you're right. You are right. We are engaged. I've done wrong. I'll be loyal to you from now on. I promise. Pinky swear. So so the plan to marry, it seems to be like going well. It's all uh, good to go forward. Mm -hmm. And Frida has this plan that she's supposed to leave and board a boat from Gold Dust to Memphis where she would meet up with Alice and then the girls... um, They'd been corresponding for weeks and Frida was all packed and ready to go when by chance her sister, Mrs. Volkmer, uh, happened upon one of the letters. Which when I read that, I'm like, you happened Happened upon upon. it. You just stumped. She just left it out on the kitchen table. I'm like, maybe, maybe she did though. I mean, maybe she did. Maybe she did because maybe she didn't want to go through with it. For real. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Maybe her sister was a nosy Nelly or maybe she knew her sister was a nosy Nelly. And used it as an excuse there because maybe. she was too Midwestern to be like, I don't, I don't want to. It's, it's not me. Sister. It's my sister. She's just so I'm mean. I'm not breaking not my your heart. Fault. Yeah. So mm. let's hear the facts. Hear, just the facts. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could have. And we don't really know. I mean, like everything I read says the same thing. But when a story is this old, it's like you don't really know. Right. Um, but... It, the story goes that when she went to confront Frida, she found that Frida was dressed and had her bags packed and she was waiting to leave to catch the boat to go to Memphis. And this was, of course, super, super shocking to Miss shocking, uh, shocking to Mrs. Volkmer. And she was uh, appalled and she sent a letter to Alice, one letter to Alice and one letter letter to Alice's mother. Uh, telling them to stay away from Frida, explaining the situation to mm-hmm. Alice's mom and being like, nah, and telling them to stay away from each other and for Alice to leave Frida alone and they were no longer permitted to have any further communication. Wow. And um, okay, she- like, as as a big sister, okay, I would love to think that I have that kind <laughs> yes. of power over my baby brother and sister. And maybe then you did. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I was just like, eighteen hundred. Yeah, you may my, have. You know how many times like, you're not mom. Yeah, <laughs> you're not I my heard? mom. You're not my mom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so she also returned the engagement ring to Alice, along with as like all the love notes and trinkets that she had found. So apparently Frida was keeping all of these like love notes and trinkets like in a box in her room, and um her sister found them and sent them all back to Alice. So of course Alice is heartbroken and she sinks into a super deep depression. She right. stops eating. She stops sleeping. She spent most of her time either crying or rereading old love letters from Frida, which she kept locked in a cigar box in a hidden place in their kitchen. So she would like sneak out, go under the floorboard in the kitchen, pull out the cigar box, <laughs> unlock it. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so she's just clinging to the momento- mementos of their relationship Aww. and crying, which I mean, 
it's uh, your first heartbreak. Like yeah. everyone's experienced that like true heartbreak. Um, but she spent hours in the kitchen and she would write Frida's name obsessively over and over. And the people. This isn't good for no, you. Mrs. No. Mrs. Frida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the. Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> the number uh, like the servants were all kind of like, hey. This is weird because she would alternate between like laughing and crying. She'd be like crying and then she'd start laughing. Um, and actually, this was kind of like an interesting little a- anecdote to kind of give you a glimpse of like what her mental state was like. In August and September, the winter supply of coal for the family was being delivered and she took, you had to sign for them whenever they arrived and she signed the name Fred Ward. Whenever she was signing for the coal, and when they were like, who played uh, Juniper or Jupiter in uh, (laughs) Enough? Enough. enough. Yeah, it's a good actor. Great actor. I really like him. Yeah, but when she was asked why she did this, she said that she didn't remember doing it at the time. Like Mm. she's like wasn't conscious of the fact that she was writing Frida's name on these receipts. So Frida, on the other hand, seemed to have moved on from the relationship fairly easily. I mean, she missed her friend, of course, but this she. Is why I think that she enlisted her sister to <laughs> help like, get her no, out of it. Please yeah. no. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I knew so. I yeah. I went out with a lot of guys who literally just couldn't say, you know what, I'm not not that into this, yeah. and that's the reason why ghosting is so big now. Yeah. Or something else comes up where it's like, I'm just really busy for work, yeah. you know, and the next it's mm-hmm. just like bullshit excuses or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Could have been. The number of times I've used my parents to get out of doing things at, when I was young and mm-hmm. teenager, I was like, Oh yeah. You, called, um, you act- called your dad. Oh, I was like, dad, mom <laughs> say I can't go. Yes. I'm for serious. stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. Yes. I was, I would be like, yeah, I'm not really into this thing. I'm legitimately going to call my parents when we're done recording this. <laughs> this whole episode is maybe. Thank you for everything you've Thank done you for, for me. Everything. If the title of this episode isn't call your dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. In January of 1892, Frida came to Memphis for a visit um, but she did not stay with Alice. So they had arranged, because every time they would get together, they would arrange like months in advance when their next visit would be. And so Alice knew that Frida would be coming to visit and was very excited about the idea of like, oh, maybe I'll see her. But because she was forbidden to see Alice, she stayed with a neighbor, Mrs. Kimbrough. And Alice... um Alice was like, okay, well, she's not staying here, but I know where she is. She's close. Like, maybe I can write her some letters. And so she wrote her letters and and made sure, like, one of them, she even, like, went and saw it get delivered to to Frida. Mm -hmm. And um, the letter got returned to her house with the word returned written on it in Frida's handwriting. Mm. So she's like, no. So Alice began stalking Frida. (laughs) She was waiting for a chance to speak to her, but Frida was always guarded by a friend or family member. So they always like went together everywhere they went. And on January 18th, Alice got the last letter she ever received from Fred. And this letter um, told that told Alice that like, hey, I still love you and I still care for you, but I'm not allowed to speak to you and I'm not allowed to see you. And please forgive me, like forgive me for not being able to to be with you, but I can't. So, um, on the morning of January 25th, 
Alice traveled by buggy with her friend Lillian Johnson and Lillian's nephew. And she knew that Frida would be leaving that day to catch a boat back to gold dust. And so without telling Lillian why she instructed her to go by, um, the house that Frida was staying at. And upon seeing Frida, she told Lillian that she thought uh, Frida had winked at her and that, and to drive back around to see Frida again. So when they did, she got out of the buggy. She followed Frida and her sister, Joe, uh, Joe Ward up, up and over a hill. So the buggy is still down at the bottom of the hill. She follows them up and over a hill and she walked up behind Frida who turned around And as Alice got close, she then removed a straight razor, her dad's straight razor that she'd stolen from her pocket, and she sliced Frida across the face. Jesus. And Frida was disoriented, of course, and she stumbled backwards. And at that point, her sister Joe stepped in to defend her and had an umbrella with her. And she started hitting Alice with this umbrella. And Alice then sliced Joe in the collarbone, like pretty badly. And so Joe fell back. And as Frida was trying to run away, Alice grabbed her by her hair, pulled her back and sliced her throat from ear to ear. Oh, oh Jesus. my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. She then turned around like covered in blood, went back down the hill, got back in the buggy with Lillian and her nephew. And for reasons I'm not quite sure about Lillian took off she took off like so fast that people were concerned that the buggy might topple over and i don't know if that was just because she was so disoriented yeah Yeah, it was shock maybe because if you see somebody covered in blood your first thought isn't is it your blood right well your first thought isn't oh you murdered someone your first thought is shit you're bleeding yeah right Yeah, yeah and so a lot of this information i got uh from in the Murderpedia, in one of the Murderpedia articles. Um, so spoiler alert, when it jumps forward and when they're trying to like determine whether or not she was sane, they had expert witnesses called to determine her sanity. And a lot of these are excerpts or, or information from a report that Dr. F.L. Sim, who was one of the expert witnesses, gave at the sanity hearing. Um, well, I'm sure, I mean, right. the whole like... You know, being a lesbian. Exactly. Exactly. They're definitely like, you're instantly Mm -hmm. insane. Exactly. Which is such bullshit. Right. Yeah. Um, So, and this is directly from that. As they dashed along, she asked Miss Johnson if there was not blood on her face. And being told that there was, she requested Miss Johnson to take her handkerchief, handkerchief and wipe it off, but instantly checked her by saying, no, let it remain. It's Fred's blood and I love her so. Miss Johnson asked her what she had done, and she replied, cut Fred. On reaching home, Alice drove in the back way, and on entering the house, asked for her mother, who was not in, and turning to her sister, said, do not excite my mother, but declined to say what had occurred. Presently, her mother came, and she told her that she had cut Fred's throat. She appeared to be quite nervous. The blood was washed from her face, her cut fingers were tied up, and by the time the chief of police arrived and told Mrs. Mitchell that he had come to arrest one of her daughters. So uh, that whole section is, I mean, and again, you kind of have to take all this for a grain of salt because it's obviously it's her defense. Right. That it, it's just what expert witnesses from her defense are kind of retelling. I'm sure what she told them uh-huh. and like what they told her. But it, if if it's true, it gives kind of insight into like her mental state was weird. Like it's very weird. Right. Um. So she was then taken to the county jail and she appeared very calm. And that's kind of a theme that went throughout her trial. Like, cause this was 
covered widely, of well, course. Kind of salacious. like a theme throughout her life, though. People mm-hmm. thought that she was like weird. emotionless and yeah. weird. But you've got, I mean, in 1892, you've got a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old, because that's how old they are, mm-hmm. who were in this relationship together that ended in public murder wow. in broad daylight that's crazy so of course the press was all up in it and that's everybody was reporting like you know she seems strange like she she seemed strange in the courthouse so um but when they're in the county jail she was asked why she killed fred and she said it was because she loved her and because she could not have her and because frida would not speak to her and so she killed her. But then she, her behavior. That's so, that's, she was getting ghosted. Yeah. Like, and she's gilded age. Lost it. It's like style. Yes. Ghosted. Yeah. It was like one mm. too many left on reds. You yeah. Know? Nice. Uh, but it was her behavior was also really strange because she acknowledged that she killed Fred and on more than one occasion would say like I cut her. But then would be asking if she could go see her. And stuff like that. And like they kept giving like she kept asking for newspapers because it was all over the newspapers Hmm. and looking for images of of Fred. And then she would collect them and like obsessively like kiss them in her jail cell and things like that. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. So Lily Johnson, her friend, was arrested the morning after the murder and charged with murder herself. Oh, shit. Yes. So the defense argued that Lily had no knowledge of Alice's intentions, but the judge ruled that, quote, the proof is evident that the defendant aided and abetted in the commission of the crime, a crime the most atrocious and malignant ever perpetrated by a woman. Wow. So Lily was then released on on $10,000 bail. Ooh. But again, if $15 yeah. is over $400 in today's money, $10,000 bail. Um, but she, she was released on bail. Uh, Alice Mitchell pled not guilty to murder, but also entered a plea of present insanity, which meant that before she could be tried for murder, a hearing would be held to determine if she was mentally fit to stand trial. Mm. So the prosecution argued that though Alice's behavior was strange, it was not insane and that her tomboyish behavior was not even unusual. It was just a normal part of growing up. However, the defense brought in a number of psychologists who unanimously thought Alice insane, probably incurably so, and that her predisposition to insanity was triggered by an exciting cause, the emotional disturbance of love and jealousy. Alice's belief that she could marry Frida was the manifestation of her insanity. Mm, so they were wow. like, oh, she has to be crazy. Listen because, to this. Yeah. yeah, she she thought that she could actually marry another woman. She's clearly nuts, you know. Oh, my God. During the trial, Alice said, I wanted to cut her because I knew I could not have her and I did not want anyone else to have her. My intention was to cut Frida's throat and then my own. But Joe's interference made me cut Frida again. The trial lasted 10 days and the jury returned the verdict of insanity and she was committed to the Tennessee State Insane Asylum in Bolivar, Tennessee. Um, and charges against Lily Johnson were later dropped. But Alice died in that insane asylum six years later in 1898. Wow. wow. Young. Young. Which makes me wonder, like, How? what the fuck happened in that insane asylum? Dude, insane asylums, like pre-1900 come on oh yeah awful terrible she she got like typhoid or some kind of crazy yeah or they just didn't take care of her it's just like 
ice baths and Ugh. like not enough blankets or any number of things. That is a great story. That Do you is know what wild. I, I actually just was looking up because I was looking for pictures. Apparently there's a book called Alice and Frida Forever. Uh-huh. And apparently they're making a movie for it. At oh, Amazon. great. Um, in 2019, September, they said Amazon Studios is negotiating and uh, for this book. I do feel like it's one that should be told more because it's also interesting that she stuck to her guns. I, I didn't include this, but I read it. Um, she stuck to her guns the whole time. She's like, I killed, um, Frida because I loved her. Like I loved her. I wanted to marry her. Mm-hmm. I, it was romantic love. It wasn't like girl friendship love um exactly but the newspapers it was like they couldn't wrap their head around the idea that like two women loved each other and wanted to marry each other and they tried to come up with different motivations and some of them were that like frida was more beautiful than alice so alice Mm. cut her face because she didn't want her to be as beautiful as her and there were like all these other motivations and the entire time alice is like hey no i'm telling you exactly why i did it Mm. i thought it was going to be that one case there's another case of like a a woman that dressed as a man and like lived as the husband oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. there were actually a lot of cases like that we did um we did an episode of your angry neighborhood feminist about women who lived as men or dressed as men um and there were a couple of cases like that like yeah. pretty famous Fucking ones fascinating yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah i came across that one and it was short but i was like i've never so heard good. it and it's interesting mm. and it's also even though a lot of things about this case i think are somewhat unusual that whole feeling of first heartbreak it's universal oh, yeah. and timeless and it's always the same yeah, but it's so isolating, I think, at that time, yes. given the fact that it was two like, women. Yeah, she who could, could she talk who to? Who could she talk to about that? Yeah, that wouldn't they, be like, you're fucking nuts. Here you go. Here's the insane asylum. You know they, what I mean? They even talked about, um, they talked about that a little bit because she didn't get the, the same kind of sympathy that you would r- expect your sisters to give you mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you were going through your first heartbreak in a heterosexual relationship right. where they would come and, you know, support that's you. what you would expect. Absolutely. Your friends would support you. Your sisters would support you. They knew that she, when she was going through that massive depressive phase where she lost all that weight and didn't eat and didn't sleep, um, they knew that it had to do with Frida. And instead of comforting her because it was another woman, they relentlessly like berated her to the point where like the, the, cook or the housekeeper or somebody in the house actually commented on like why are your sisters treating you this badly like it was that kind of like because the housekeeper thought that it was a relationship with a boy that had broken up and was just like why are they acting like this right you know so it's just sad it's just Mm. one of those things where you're like hey if alice had been born now would it have still been was she really unstable or was it just right you know, young you love and heartbreak circumstance yeah. and timing yeah. and yeah. victim of her period that, you know, period in which she was living. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Good one. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, what are we watching this week? <gasps> I watched the pharmacist. Oh my God. You know what? It's so funny. When you texted us about the pharmacist, I had just turned on Netflix and it had just autoplayed. I was watching it. The the mm-hmm. trailer when you texted me. It was uh was it great? I, I watched so it right good. after that too. That's so so good. I just I I loved him. I loved what he was trying to do. And like of course we all know about like how fucking terrible the opioid crisis has been. Yes. Um yeah. I think it's touched every single one of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, 
just seeing someone that that tried to to fight it and and how how helpless you feel you're mm. you're fighting like a billion dollar industry i know and, but it's, it's, right. i'm kind of torn on whether i want to watch it just the injustice would make it's infuriating. no but it it, it yeah. does it does have a, a good uh watch it good it, it does say. leave you feeling like a little bit more I mean, empowered. Yeah, because it's 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 going to be an uphill. Like it, this isn't the first opioid crisis that the country has gone through. You know, we had, they used to sell heroin on the fucking shelves. You know, yeah. back in the back in the mm-hmm. day, and then um, all the, they mention it in the the documentary. All the the soldiers coming back Vietnam. from Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. they were yeah. pretty much giving them free v- heroin. Right, exactly. In Vietnam. So yeah, it's uh. You know, it is it's going to be an uphill battle, but people are people are battling now, which Good. is great. But it starts off with this guy who was doing it well before, like anyone else was crying foul wow. on OxyContin years before, saying mm. like, "Uh, this is wait, weird. What? Yeah, <laughs> this is weird." And I just, I, I always want to champion those people. Oh, so of yeah, totally. I definitely want to watch that for sure. Really I'm watching something on the completely other end of the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> British. So okay, so we got Acorn TV because my parents are watching Murdoch <laughs> Mysteries and could only watch up to season ten. I fucking it, it, love it's that. Kind of the cutest thing ever. But my parents could only watch up to season ten. So my dad messages me on Facebook, even though he can text me <laughs> legitimately. That's so funny. Like, it's ridiculous. He's like, <laughs> old people goes, love Facebook Messenger, oh though. Honestly, they do. They, do. they really do. <laughs> That's like, he's like, we watch Murdoch Mysteries all the way up until, you know, season 10. And it like leaves us off in like this. He's like, I can't find season. Li-. I'm like, so I call him. So he, we. You called your dad. I did. I, I called my dad. And so I was like, dad, let me see where I can find this for you. Right. So I'm trying to help him out finding Murdoch Mysteries. Mystery so he and mom can binge watch the rest of their, the last three seasons. The important had. though. Very important. Really? I love it. I love so it. we figured, well, we gave him our, our sign up. There's nothing more frustrating than walking a person who's halfway across the country through setting up something on their TV system, which you don't know. Yep. And he's 80. So, <laughs> oh no, so, oh man, I used did. to work it in happened. customer support, so right. I know. Like, uh. mm. so anyway, they have our Amazon now. We bought Acorn TV so that they could watch Murdoch Mysteries. <laughs> so, therefore, I started watching a show that I'd seen like a couple episodes of on something random. And it's called Fake or Fortune, and I am absolutely addicted what to is it. it. What oh, is it about? Is it like Antiques Roadshow? Like, okay, so it's okay. art. So it's like these people may have found, like, I found this artwork, and I'm pretty sure it's a Monet. And it has all, <laughs> and usually, and like some of them, like the one was like the first episode, total spoiler alert. They, he has a Monet and they're like, we're 100% certain this is Monet. Every person, every art person that they've talked to is like, yeah, that's a fucking Monet. You know what, though? Here's and the, the one family. They did all the fucking like the tight, you know, they did all the research. They they found the like, you know, lineage, like everything they needed and gave it over to this. This one family holds the yes, it is a Monet. No, it's not book. And they're like, nope. My dad already said it wasn't, so it's not. Wouldn't even look at, would not even like acknowledge the new. Whoa. I mean, it's really frustrating on some, and then some it's like, it, it's just really cool. So it is kind of like if you took Antiques Roadshow and took one story and then like expounded upon it. And then yeah. we're like, I really feel like these shows enable hoarders though. 
Oh, I, I always feel that okay, way. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. because I, I remember like, it might be worth something. It, exactly. Yeah. And they're never going to get rid of it. Like I, uh, I was watching hoarders like a while ago and she had an obsession with buying, um, Barbies on eBay and she had like a full room full of Barbies and they hadn't, when they were doing the process, they had an appraiser come in to try and get money for some of these Barbies and it ended up being worth, it was worth like $500,000. Holy shit. Which is amazing. And it's amazing. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad. But no, she's like, I'm going to sell them. Oh, but she didn't sell them by the end of the episode. So I don't trust it. Mm -hmm. And then what it does is then she's like, see, I told you it would be worth it. You know that that's what's going to happen. And then she's going to once the cameras stop rolling, she's going to go by all of every room is Barbies now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this. Makes me nervous for (laughs) sure. So I've been watching this that British series that's based on the book on um, on Netflix called The Stranger. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I saw the the trailer for it, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Richard Armitage is in it. He's uh-huh. hot. So, I mean, I uh, I think I like it. I, I'm still watching it, which mm. must mean I like it. But it's it's no Broadchurch, right? Yeah, it's not Broadchurch. But they do that the, a good thing. God, like Broadchurch is so good. They mm-hmm. do that thing that British procedurals do well, which is end every episode. With like a cliffhanger and you're, like, you're like, well, I have, have to watch to. at least the beginning oh, it's of so the next. Addictive. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's a problem. It is. But I also, um, because I kept seeing it, I think someone in our group actually recommended it. And then uh, I kept seeing people talking about it. So I downloaded uh, Down the Hill, the Delphi Murders, the Ooh, podcast. Yes. Oh, I want to check that out. Yeah. So I listened. There's only two episodes up right now, but I listened to them. It, I... It's good. It's like uh, yeah. CNN and Warner Media. So, you know, I have fe- money behind it. I-, I have feelings about uh, the podcast world being completely gentrified, but but it's very interesting because it is professionals like professional yeah. news people. Yeah. Again, there's money behind it. Right. Yeah. Who, you know, were, were there when the case first started and they went nice. back to Delphi and they've like they're interviewing people. And so it's it's very interesting if you want a new kind of like serialized yeah. crime podcast. Yeah, it's a good one. You've mentioned it on the podcast before. I binged so much Beach Too Sandy, Water so Too Wet this week. I am obsessed with it. It is so funny. Both you and I are on the same episode where it's yeah. tanning salons in Huntington, in Huntington Beach. Beach, California. It's oh hilarious. my God. I'm going to listen because I think it's I need so something just like funny. silly. It is so, it it's makes so me funny. cry laughing because I, I automatically do that anyways yeah. because I, for work, have to check like our yeah, Yelp, our and, Yelp yeah. and Trip Advisor and stuff like that on a regular basis. And I just, we are lucky in that we get a ton of like five star reviews and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm, I'm still like, who has the time? But like, thank right. you. But one star reviews always i know i'm just like i know they're brilliant it, it's brilliant it's so but it's good. it's also again you're yeah. right it's like who has the time like to me i, know, really. I don't know if yeah. if i really don't like something i just unsubscribe and stop listening yeah. to it yeah i would never like oh, take she's talking about a restaurant or that oh, even yeah. Yeah. the experience would have to be yeah her, like I would have to be worried for other people's safety. Oh right! In order to write a one star review. But what I what I bad. like about it is that they're trying to say like, hey, like bring call attention to how ridiculous a lot yeah. of these are and encourage people to leave more because that is the case. Like I have a lot of really great experiences with like 
small businesses, a great review goes like a long way. So, you know, I I like their message and I just, I think that they're hilarious. So that's been a fun lesson. My question for you is, did you start from the top and go down or did you? I I started at number one. Number one and number two got me right away because they're so good. I mean, they jump off immediately i'm good. definitely gonna listen i'm yeah. totally gonna okay. listen i'm <laughs> excited you, in. you do yeah you, you all right you, now uh next topic bosh yes. <laughs> i know wow. every week every week <laughs> you'll get us one of these days uh, all right uh, well if you've got something that we should be checking out um please always write in stories and uh speaking of reviews yeah. go ahead and review us become a patron do it we have so many tasks you can do and <laughs> join the facebook group even exactly yeah we had a blast this week there was a lot of worsty yeah, a lot activity a lot of activity yeah. yeah but anyways we got a one-stop shop of a website it's myworstatepodcast.com we can't say thank you enough we really appreciate you guys listening and doing all that you do and we'll see you next time cheers, cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.